The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Chad Vale. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, even though it was a little bit of a chilly one. And a chilly one out there today. We're going to warm things up a little bit later on, right around 420, when we announce the winner of the Jet Away with Jaylen trip as we head off to Mexico in January. So we'll do that right around the 420 mark. If you're one of the uh, 15,000 plus who put an entry in make sure you're tuned in i could be calling you up um we're going to talk about a number of things today but i want to get right to this one to start things off Uh, u.s president donald trump announced yesterday that isis leader abu Bakr al-baghdadi fatally detonated his suicide vest during an overnight u.s military operation in northern syria and died Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. As you heard, al-Baghdadi had been the leader of ISIS for the last five years. He remained among the few ISIS commanders still at large, despite multiple claims in recent years about his death. We're joined this afternoon by Reggie Cicchini, the, our Global News Washington producer. Thanks for taking the time, Reggie. Good afternoon. Uh, the president tweeted about something big on Saturday night and announced it on Sunday morning. Was this mission on anyone's radar? No, it wasn't on anyone's radar, and it was interesting that he put it out in a tweet to begin with because he said he didn't want to uh, A, talk about the fact that this attack was coming, but B, it also left a number of Democratic uh, congressional lawmakers in the dark as well, notably those that are on the uh, intelligence committees and also Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Mm -hmm. who was third in line to the presidency. So this was kind of his way of getting a little bit ahead of the story before what would become the ultimate big story on Sunday morning. Absolutely. And you mentioned uh, some of the Democratic leaders in Congress, and they're upset about being left out out of prior notification, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, what is the fallout from that today? Well, there have been a number of criticisms of the president for saying that he kind of sidestepped what might not be law, but what is uh, simple practice of how things have been done in the past. If you look back to when uh, Osama bin Laden was killed, uh, one of the first few phone calls that then-President Obama made was to uh, congressional lawmakers on the Republican side and to former President George W. Bush and Bill Clinton uh, by saying that, look, we stood on your shoulders for the work that you you did. So mm-hmm. there are some criticisms. We also have uh, press staff from the White House saying that the reason he didn't tell Democrats is because he believes them to be leakers, although there are there's no proof out there that anybody up to it, including the House Speaker, has ever kind of put a national security uh, bit of information out in the public realm. And talk a, a little bit about uh, how President Trump described the information about Baghdadi's death. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff telling reporters he doesn't know where Trump got the information from. What are you hearing on that? Well, that was a little jarring to 
hear the to hear the uh, the chairman say something like that because it goes uh, to prove again that sometimes what the president is saying can't be taken at face value or he's getting ahead of what potential security implications there could be. The president already said that he was able to watch this uh, on an incoming line. He kind of said that it was like watching a movie. But we've been told that from what the president says mm-hmm. that he saw uh, that the death of al Baghdadi was him cowering and whimpering and crying uh, in the moments before he set off his own uh, explosive vest that was wrapped around him. We know that the president said that there was a canine dog that was walking through potentially part of the sniffing team to get out information. But again, none of this has been confirmed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff or the Defense Department. We do know that there is uh, a potential here for some declassification of mm. videos and photos uh, that they're going to try to get out according to the president. And Richie Cicchini joining me this afternoon. Let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, unlikely allies Trump en- enlisted in this effort this morning. He had tweeted that Russia uh, and Syria and thanked uh, you know Russia and Syria for their support with the operation. But those two countries have been um, really very destabilizing to the region itself. Was that a surprise? Well, it is a surprise and it's also not a surprise. It's a surprise <laughs> simply in the fact that the U.S. was carrying out an intelligence operation with the Russian military, with the Syrian military, with the help of Iraq and with Turkey, and that he was keeping congressional leaders uh, somewhat in the dark and potentially getting some information as well from the Syrian Kurds, who we know that the U.S. has basically left to fend for themselves in what's left of this battle uh, with ISIS in Syria. Uh, so there are some, some criticisms about that, but it's also not surprising because ever since the U.S. has decided that they were going to pull their troops out of Syria, it created a vacuum and it yeah. allowed for something like the Assad regime or something like Vladimir Putin to move into the area. We know that some of the airspace is controlled by Russia as well, so there would have had to have been conversations back and forth uh, so as to not make sure that this uh, this kind of attack potentially came under attack from somebody else whose airspace was being used. Reggie, have they said how the body is going to be disposed of or has it been? Will it be the same as what they did with Osama bin Laden at sea? Yes, that's exactly what happened. We have Defense Department officials saying that the body has been disposed of. There are media reports that say that this was a burial at sea as per what traditions would be uh, uh, for, for al-Baghdadi. So we know that uh, that the uh, that DNA was taken from the body apparently at the scene and was uh, tested and, and came up with results very quickly. But with the body now disposed of, uh, there are some comments and concerns that maybe potentially this wasn't the case or maybe something happened yeah. too quickly and they're not going to get the full information because we know longer have those pieces of the body that were left. Reaction coming in from around the world uh, in support or, you know, uh, maybe expressing some relief at the uh, the death of al-Baghdadi. Um, given the pressure and the scrutiny on Trump these days, obviously a bit of a diversion for him. Absolutely, this is a diversion for him, and it's also interesting in the way that this was all carried out, uh, you know, in the midst of this impeachment inquiry. We know that the president was out at a baseball game on Saturday night, so he was basically using this as a possible uh, way to either change the page on the impeachment talk or potentially look at this going down the lines when it comes to his supporters. After Osama bin Laden was killed, Barack Obama's numbers went up by almost 6%. The president is hovering under what Obama was at that time, but this could give him a slight bump at the uh, the polls, which is what he needs as this uh, election campaign really starts to heat up in the coming weeks. Reggie, one more question for you before I let you go. Um, Is the U.S., how how worried is the U.S. and uh, U.S. officials, um, how worried are they about an an increased threat of maybe payback retaliation for this move? I mean, that's always a possibility. This is an organization that's uh, that's kind of founded on ideology. It Mm -hmm. it recruits over the internet. Social media is a big part of this. So whether or not al-Baghdadi was actually doing much as the leader uh, when the group kind of has a bit of autonomy 
is one thing, but there is always that opportunity for uh, for kind of sympathizers to go out and carry out attacks. I think with the kind of dismantled organization right now with no leadership at the top, it allows for intelligence communities around the world to keep a better eye on what's going on. And as they see things starting to regroup, they'll be able to counteract better. Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington producer, joining us this afternoon. Reggie, thanks for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. So um, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi um, killed over the weekend, and we've heard news uh, coming out about it and, and finding out more about it over the past 24 hours. But who exactly was al-Baghdadi? Uh, what amount of control did he have on ISIS and what does his death mean? Uh, well, when we come back, we'll talk with Mubin Sheikh, a former secret intelligence and counterterrorism operative. He's an expert on extremism and terrorism. You won't want to miss it after this.